Nothing But The Words, episode number 37, to the people who said you couldn't write. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. When I was in the sixth grade, my math science teacher, Mrs. Thornton, whose face and haircut I can still see right now, wrote on my report card that I was a space cadet. Now, it was true I did like to daydream. I still like to daydream. It was true I was often bored in her class somehow between fifth grade and sixth grade. I'm not going to say she made math boring, but math somehow magically became boring. It was true I preferred to stare out the window and think about whatever book I was reading rather than listen to her instruction. If I could have taken out a book and put it on the desk and read while she talked, I absolutely would have. But honestly, I had never thought about any of that as bad until she wrote it that way on my report card. I could not imagine she meant Space Cadet as a compliment. And I still remember it this many years later. So obviously it made an impression on me. And if I think back on it for a while, I really didn't put a lot of effort into a lot of classes at school. And I attribute that to the fact that she called me a space cadet. A lot of the work came easily anyway. So I did what was easy for probably several years. Now, when I was in the 11th grade or maybe the 12th grade, can't remember exactly, and I would grab my yearbook and check, but it's packed up in a box in the garage. My African-American literature teacher pulled me aside and asked me, did anybody ever tell you that you can write? Well, no, not in so many words. They hadn't, but my heart skipped when she said it. I couldn't believe it. This was a teacher who had taken us to see Amiri Baraka and Maya Angelou read their work which was a super new experience for me. I'd never seen anyone who looked like me standing at the front of a room reading their work, work they had written in a book to a packed room full of people, which included me. I'd never seen Black authors read their work live before, not even on television that I could remember. She was an English professor from a nearby university who came over to our prep school to teach a few specialty classes. And a lot of the students thought she was really tough and really mean. I really liked her secretly, but I would never have said that out loud. And I remember distinctly that she wore white cotton gloves. These were the days before whiteboards. We had chalkboards and she was allergic to chalk. So I remember that about her, but I remember nothing more than this moment when she said I was a good writer She called me out as a good writer and she said it in front of other people. That stuck with me. That stuck with me just as much as Mrs. Thornton's negative statement. All these years later, I still remember it. I remember the combination of surprise and pride and embarrassment I felt when she said it. Several of my high school teachers left an impression on me, but my literature teacher changed the trajectory of my life because I believed her when she said I could write. Now, I didn't go to college and major in English or journalism or anything like that. I didn't dive right into a writing career. I did other things for years. I was distracted, but I always came back to writing. And since then, I've written more than two dozen books for my ghostwriting clients or with co-writing clients. I've coached hundreds of people to write their own books. I've edited scores of books. 
And I owe that largely, I believe, to this one teacher affirming me and my ability. What you've been told about your writing ability can have a huge impact on whether or not you ever become successful in writing a book. But you get to choose what you want to believe. I've heard horror stories from clients, professors who told them they made elementary mistakes and didn't belong in graduate classes, teachers who told them they could never be a writer, parents even who belittled their writing. All of those things can affect you if you happen to be a human being with a human brain that functions the way it should, but you can choose for it to no longer affect you. You can choose to believe something different. Listen, when I was writing in high school and college, and even early in my career as a professional writer, my writing was not that great. Yes, it was probably better than a lot of my peers did, so I guess everything is relative, but when I stumble across some of my early writing these days, I have to laugh. I mean, it's funny. It's bad. Like, it is really not anything I would want anyone to see. In fact, I file it away where my husband and children are not likely to come across it while I'm still on this earth. I kind of knew it was bad at that time, but I didn't really know how to fix it. And I did know that I had some ability. I did believe that. Whether or not it was true, I believed it. So I read writing books. I took classes. I participated in workshops. And I kept writing. I kept learning. I kept getting feedback and implementing that feedback. And over time, I got better as a writer. It's an ongoing process that never ends. I'm actually reading a writing book right now. My evening reading is a book on writing. And what I wish anyone who told you that you couldn't write understood is that writing is a skill. Like all skills, there are some people for whom it comes more easily. And there are some people for whom it comes more difficult. But anyone can learn to write and write well. As with all skills, you can get better with writing. If you've ever had someone shoot you down as a writer, you have everything you need to prove to yourself that they were wrong. Not prove to them, because frankly, their opinions only mean as much as you want them to mean when you sit down to write. But if that negative naysaying voice echoes in your head, I have to tell you this. Anyone who said your writing wasn't good enough, that you didn't know how to write, that you needed to go back and learn the basics of writing, or that you can't write a book because you can't spell or don't know enough grammar, whatever ignorant criticism they gave you, they were wrong. Maybe your writing wasn't strong back then. Maybe it still isn't. So what? Or as one of my coaches, who's also a client, likes to say, so what? Now what? So your writing wasn't great. So what? Now what are you going to do about it? Now, listen, I care deeply about the quality of writing. I care deeply about the books that we publish and put out into the world. So I would never suggest you go out and write a bad book. I've heard some people give that advice. Just write it, get it out there. It doesn't matter as long as you tell a good story. It doesn't matter as long as it has good information. I don't agree with that. I believe the quality always matters. I believe you should always write the best book you can at the moment. And I believe you can get better. You can develop your writing skills. You can read a book on writing and practice what you learn. You can work with a coach to get feedback and ways to improve even more quickly. You can take a writing course that meets you where you are and helps you get better. And they're available. There are free writing courses and courses at every price point. You can use Spellcheck and hire a great editor to make sure your spelling and grammar are on point. Even if you never mastered those particular things, listen. If you've been convinced by one comment or by many comments or by bad grades in English classes or belittling remarks that you can't write well, you may have to work on believing that's not true, but it's worth the work. Practice believing you can learn what you need to know. 
Practice believing you can get better at writing. And in the meantime, feel sorry for the people who said you were a bad writer. They didn't know any better. They had no clue that in this day and age, you would have nearly unlimited resources at your disposal to develop the skills you need to write a great book. They didn't know that you're not the kind of person to quit just because they said so. They had no idea you were going to set the world on fire with your phenomenal book. Trust me, you've got this. That's it for today, my friends. If you've enjoyed this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis. I'm dropping truth and inspiration for all you authors and authors to be over there too. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.